0: Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson. And I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good day. Um, pretty good. A little uh I don't know, kinda of groggy today. Today's kind of a slow day, it feels like. Yeah? Well I'll tell you what. No. I, I actually I want to um, I want to kind of just take a step back today. Yesterday was a little bit Yesterday was a little bit intense because I went on that long rant about uh, socialist terms and, or excuse me, socialists and how they how they twist terms and things like that. So I thought today we'd just kind of have like a laid back day. We just kind of discuss the headlines and, and what's going on because there's a lot to talk about today. Things are just getting crazy, which mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's not uncommon. And you know what? As this continues to get more and more out of control, Because it's going to, uh, as much as I hate to say it. As this continues to get more and more out of control, we will get into the heavier subjects. So if you liked what we talked about yesterday... About uh, the the socialists and and how they twist terms and things like that, we're going to do more of that. But we're going to sit down and we're going to try and, and articulate it in in ways where it's it's easy enough for the layman to understand. Because some of this stuff, some of this stuff, when you get into like when you get into the socialist ideology, it's pretty heavy, and the way that the, that it gets interpreted is extremely complex. So we will get into that. But I need to make sure. Like yesterday, it was. That's the easiest way that I could explain it. I know that that probably sounded a little, I don't want to say advanced, but maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's extremely important to understand how they do these things. So the next time that we talk about an issue with socialism, we're going to talk about the way that they structure their party and well, and other control arms. We'll we'll talk about that as well. Other groups that are involved with them, what they use to carry the agenda, because all this is relevant to what we're seeing. Everything that's happening right now, this is not by chance. All this is happening on purpose. And it's all synthetic. That's the key takeaway from this. This is not a true, true Marxist movement that we're seeing in the United States of America. This is a synthetic movement. It's being funded. It's not a true workers revolution. That's not what it is. And so we'll get into that later on uh, down the line. I just want to make sure before, I mean, we can jump in we can talk about that stuff all the time. I'm happy to do that, but I want to make sure that we do it right. I want to make sure that we do it in a manner that it's it, the way when we present it, that it's done, it's done correctly and it's able to be interpreted. Damn it. I forgot to turn my notifications. So uh, somebody just sent me a comment that said, awesome podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. That's in real time. So thank you very much. So yes, uh, I got to leave that now. So yes, we, we will get into that. Uh, we'll get into that later on. So uh, and we'll do it soon. We'll we'll do it sooner rather than later. So Bruce, you and I can sit down and plan some of that stuff out uh, in the days ahead. Now tomorrow, I want to talk about what we got coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be interesting because this is going to be an even further step back, right? We're going to take a step back today. We're going to kind of gradually discuss news topics and things like that. But tomorrow's going to be really special. Tomorrow's going to be something completely off topic. We're going to step away from politics because we like to discuss more than just politics here. There's more to life than politics. It's about yourself. We started this because, yes, we were upset at what we were seeing in the news and and on TV and in the papers and all that stuff all across the Western world. We We were really upset with it. We were tired of it. So we thought, you know what? No one's going to do it for us. So we're just going to step up and we're going to present it. As as concerned citizens, in layman's terms, we're going to present it to you. But you know what? The more we put into it, the more we analyze things, we think, you know what? There's more to life than politics. There's so many avenues that we can go with this because we have this medium and we're thankful to have it. And we're thankful for all of you that listen to it. But we want to do things about life as well, because not everyone's political, right? Even though today you kind of, you know, you're forced into it more or less, which is a shame. But before all this, before all this craziness and before all this stuff, we actually did some podcasts on things like situational awareness, which we just, Marty and I just did a refresher on one. You know, you're welcome to go back and listen to that. I mean, we did one before that. You're welcome to listen to both of them. We've done podcasts on time management. We've done podcasts on stress. We've done podcasts on anxiety. We've done podcasts on depression, things of that nature. We've also done podcasts on self-motivation. Now, I think that tomorrow we're going to, and Marty and I are in the process of planning this out now, and so are you, Bruce. So the Three of us are going to sit down tomorrow and we're going to revisit because now's a great time to do it. We're going to revisit self-motivation because I think right now. People just need a break. You need a break for a day, right? I mean, how many times have I been saying, Bruce, that we just need to step away? I just want a normal day. That's all I want. So, mm-hmm. tomorrow we're going to have a normal day. We're going to put together an hour special, or, or as close to it as we can. We're going to put together a 45 minute to an hour special on self motivation. And we're going to keep the politics out of it. We're going to talk strictly on what you can do as an individual to better yourself in all this craziness. Because a lot of people are down right? A lot of people are down right now. You know, I read this morning that there's a poll out that says that uh, Americans are the unhappiest they've been in 50 years. Well, guess what? Now's a great time to discuss self-motivation, right? When I see crap like this, and, you know, we've talked about it before, so we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to revisit it because I think it's relevant. So when I see crap like this, and this is where we'll start, Bruce, we'll, we'll go ahead and get into this. It says it's been a rough year for the American psyche. True. I think it has. This has been the craziest year I've, of my lifetime, hasn't it? It's been the craziest year of your lifetime, right, Bruce? Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah. So it says that folks in the U.S. are more unhappy today than they've been in nearly 50 years. That's true. That's true. I believe that. Because yesterday when, when we were talking about all those things as it related to socialism and manipulation and terms and things like that, it's a matter of how they twist things and get you worked up into that system and then they can bring you down to their level. See, they want misery. They want unhappiness. They want you to be depressed and sad and alone and isolated. That's how they're able to dominate people. It's not a matter of raising everyone up. It's a matter of dumbing everyone else down, bringing everyone else down. And then you can dominate over top of that. What kind of sick person does that? (laughs) Right. So it says this bold yet unsurprising conclusion comes from the COVID response tracking study, which this is a long time coming. This is not COVID. Uh, But it was conducted by the NORC at the University of Chicago finds that just 14% of American adults say they're very unhappy. That's down from 31% who said the same in 2018. That year, 23% said they'd often or sometimes felt isolated in recent weeks. Now, 50% say that. So what do you think, Bruce? Do you think? Yeah, I wonder why. What do you think, Bruce? Do you think now's a good time to to hit the self-motivation? Because when we see stuff like this and everything that's going on, I mean, if you watch the news, if you're just the average person out there and you watch the news, you got to think, man, this is terrible, especially if you got kids, right? If you got kids and and, you know, you have a or if you've had a business that's been destroyed in all this, now you're seeing these these degenerates and these these street vermin out there destroying your country. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot to there's not a whole lot to get excited about. So I think now's a great time to do self motivation. What do you think? Yeah, I agree.
1: And also, you know, along with the self motivation, kind of keeping things in perspective. Who's doing all this, right? Who's wanting us to lock down? Who's wanting us to, uh, you know, because the lockdowns is what why we're feeling lonely because you can't interact with other humans right now because social distancing, right? So yeah, you know, it might also be good to keep things in perspective. Who's um, Who's who's encouraging us to do this? Who's you know playing with the numbers and changing the numbers and making it seem like it's far worse than it really is? Yeah. So definitely a good time to, to look at that.
0: So continuing on with the poll, it says that fewer Americans say they're happy than at any point since 1972. So I, I, I'm curious, it, did you read this? Did you read over this? Did you see how many people they polled? That that was actually going to be my
1: question is what was their methodology? If, if this could actually be accurate because of the whole lockdowns and everything. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, who, who are you polling on this? You know, who who were you? Uh,
0: yeah, let me see if I can find it. OK, it does say at the bottom here, it does say that a survey of two thousand two hundred and seventy nine adults were conducted between May 21st and May 29th with funding from the National Science Foundation. It uses a sample drawn from the NORC's probability based Amerispeak panel, which is designed to be representative of the U.S. population. The margin of sampling error for all the respondents is plus or minus 2.9 percentage points.
1: There was a poll we were that came out here recently, the other day, I think it was. When you look at it, it basically was saying that Biden was up 14 points, right? When you go into the methodology, it does say it's a 2.4 percent accuracy rating, right? You know, plus or minus. But when you look in the method- methodology and look at who they were polling, the the kind of figures, the religion, the region, the voting history, likely voting, you know, all that stuff, you find that it was heavily left-leaning, very heavily left-leaning. Like 70% of the ones they polled were left-leaning. And uh, of course, it's going to be that much over Biden. But anyway, all that to say, they could have handpicked a populace that was already... You know, disenfranchised, like, oh, I don't know, you know, millennials or Zoomers, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe they looked at them and, and were pulling them and seeing what they thought instead of, you know, people that are running their own business or, or, you know, doing, of course, I guess you would not be real happy right now, too. So I, I could be just, you know, Spitting into the wind here.
0: I I honestly, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. But uh, some of these people, I'm just going to read off some of these quotes here. They're saying that um, some of these people are just saying it's one thing after another, which it is. Uh, This is very hard, and the worst thing about this for me is after so much, I don't know what's going to happen. And these are people that have lost their businesses. You know, people that have lost uh, family members. So I mean, you know, this is uh, again, this is all taken in the midst of all this stuff with, um, with like COVID and all that stuff, which now, you know, we're going to get into some of that today. Now they're coming back with some of that stuff and all oh, now the Chinese are saying, Oh, well, they got a new outbreak at a new market. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You know what? Um, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. So
1: this is when they start tracking the flu again, right? This is when the first mm-hmm. wave is usually done and, and kind of, and then they start gearing up to start tracking the second wave of the flu, right? This is a typical flu virus rotation right when, when we have the seasonal flu this is kind of the system that that happens huh go figure this is COVID's kind of following the same trends it, could it be that COVID is actually just a regular flu and it's mutated and they're just latching onto this and and creating hysteria to uh give these poll numbers you know to to make americans feel like they're you know in such a bad place when you know we may not have had those riots if it wasn't for the COVID-19 lockdowns, might not have had those because a lot of those people would have been out working and wouldn't have had the time to go out and riot and would have been fairly stable and happy uh, other than the, the the other narratives they were pushing, which was getting tiresome, the um, collusion and um, all that stuff, which they had to, you know, strangely, we haven't heard anything on that, the Obamagate stuff, have we? The media hasn't been reporting
0: on that at all when that investigation is huh. going on. So. What's this Obamagate you're talking about? What, what's this Obamagate? Yeah, I haven't right? heard of this. What's that stuff? Yeah, right. Exactly. So is that is that where they're, they're hauling in 30 members of the Obama administration right now to testify before Senate subcommittee? Is that what that is? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that. Exactly yeah. Okay. I, I, uh-huh. I, you yeah. know what? I saw something about that somewhere can't think of what it was, but yeah, okay, yeah. Might might have something to do with all this, you know, riots in the streets or something. Yeah, side issue, really. It's not really that important, I don't think. No, nah, <laughs> nah, uh, of course not. It, yeah, it's not that important, I don't think. But anyway. Yeah,
1: it's um, only the biggest scandal in American history.
0: Yes, yes, there is that. So uh, let's get into some of this, uh, let's get into some of this Corona stuff. It's coming back. Now it says that uh, West Virginia, they got some outbreaks in some churches, which churches, you know, Bruce, you and I talked about their strategy with churches earlier. So all this stuff is 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 being done on purpose. It's all it's all happening at the same time. And so none of this is shall we say organic. It's it's not happening by chance. And so now uh, like you said now's the time they start tracking the flu. So here we go. New outbreak at a Chinese market, right? Beijing is now locking down all kinds of people. Okay, residents are getting rounded up, right? They're going to show all this stuff again. They're in wartime mode and all this stuff. This is what's going on now. Fauci's coming out, saying stuff again. People are getting paranoid over coughs and sneezes. You know, I heard today someone got yelled at for like they fell asleep on an airplane because the airline requires you wear a mask. Somebody fell asleep on an airplane and they actually got woken up by the flight attendant said, "Uh, could you pull up your mask, please? You're not supposed to sleep with those things on. Mm. Do you know how dangerous that is? When you restrict your breathing while you're sleeping, you can't expect people to do that. What's wrong with you people? And on top of that, what have we heard? Oh, they work. They don't work. Well, they might work. But, you know, if you don't use them, then, well, you're going to go to jail. But uh, don't buy them because the healthcare people need. There's no study anywhere. Please, if there is one, there's not a study anywhere that says that these things work. None until that comes out and it's peer reviewed. I don't believe a damn word these people say. So we're going to go back and we're going to have this this uh, this discussion again about all this stuff because now here's what's going to happen. They're going to say, oh, uh, we've got a second wave coming. So now they're going to squeeze down again. Very important to understand the people that fostered the shutdown in the first place, all of them, the public health officials, the scientists, the politicians, everybody, the governors, the mayors, you name it. They were wrong. They were incorrect. The World Health Organization, wrong. The CCP lied about the whole thing. They were wrong. And so we destroyed the economy. Based on what? Incorrect data, listening to them. So they got sidelined and now it's happening. They're saying, oh, well, people aren't listening to us. We're not listening to you because you were wrong, you inept idiots. That's the key here. No, it's not
1: just that they're wrong. I'm okay with them being wrong as long as they're sticking to a scientific method, showing the numbers and the facts and going, look, this is what we know so far. This is what we know. This is uh, what we think you should do with the information that we currently have. I'm okay with that. The problem is, is Fauci came up there and said, uh, masks don't work. And then, oh, no, masks work. No, they, they kind of work. And they, you lied to the American public, not once, not twice, but multiple times. Why should we trust you? And CDC, same problem. You lied to us. It's not whether or not you, you got the information wrong. That happens in science. I get it. But you lied to us. So now I have no trust to give you because you have to prove your worth now.
0: You know, I've got that clip of uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci on January 21st. Should I play it?
1: Oh, about how they're, they're not.
0: Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Obviously, you need to take it seriously and do the kinds of things that the CDC and the Department of Homeland Security are doing. But this is not a major
1: threat for the people in the United States. And this is not something that the citizens of the United States right now should be worried about. You know, that, that kind of fits in what I what I was saying, though, with uh-huh. the information we currently had at that time. That was true. I mean, we did. Uh, we didn't think we had to worry about it. But I think that was the I think that was the overall narrative to begin with. I, I, I don't think we mm-hmm. had to worry about this at all. No. And they're they're just they're fudging the numbers They're Right. Yeah. I, I just. But see, we took we took them. the
0: response. Yeah, I don't either. I, I agree with you. And I don't think I don't think majority of the, of the people do either. We revered the scientific in the medical community. Right. Mm-hmm. We trust you people. Because you make life and death decisions based on fact. All we're hearing this time is is well, science-based, science-based, science based. I'm all about science based. I want the data, but I want real data. I don't want your doctored up nonsense. I want real data. I want to see if it's bad, brother, give it to me. Okay? Give it to me. Give it to me on a good large plate where I can get a whiff of it. All right. That's what I want. I don't care about your fudged up numbers. I don't care about your agenda. I don't care about what you're predicting. I want to see the data that you're basing your decisions on. You have none. So Fauci comes out. Uh, apparently, he was in Chaz. Did you hear about that? Apparently, he was supposed to make a, uh, a statement in Chaz about how they need to be socialist oh. Yeah, I don't know if it actually oh. happened or not, but I read that this morning, nonetheless. But see, the issue is, is that they... Push the narrative at first. And guys like us said, OK, we got to do the responsible thing here. And a lot of people did this. We got to do the yeah. responsible thing here. And we've got to social distance. We've got to take a couple of weeks off, go home. So we don't overwhelm the hospitals. Right. Because sure. if that happens, man, everything comes down. Right. The health system, all of it comes down. So that's what we did. And now what happened? That was getting pushed back on. Yeah, the protests at the state house. So what happened? That narrative was falling apart. The deaths weren't there. Because then we started to see the doctoring up, right? GP and I looked at the numbers coming out of New York City and we're like, wait a minute. All right. What's the and you you've pulled a lot of those numbers, too. Where's the number of deaths on an average day in New York City? And what are the deaths now? Okay, so they stopped all deaths for three weeks of any kind. Yeah. Everything was COVID. And it's yeah. like, well, hold on a minute. Something's not right. Then they started doing the same thing here. And prominent doctors and forensics investigators and things like that, they were coming out saying, wait a minute, this is all nonsense. This is all this is all nonsense. I've done two hundred, over 200 post-mortem investigations that I was asked to do. And what happened? He says, all these people died of other things. And so what happens to that doctor that was asked to come in? He was 30 years a professional in that particular field. He was a, a forensics investigator. And he was he's teaching at a university in Hamburg of course I don't know if he is anymore but uh, he was teaching at, at a medical school in Hamburg and I mean this guy's like nationally known so it's not like he's just a nobody he comes out on national TV over here makes a statement and says well yeah this is all nonsense we shouldn't be doing any of this what are we doing we got to stop this and what is it? He? He's vilified. He's told uh, well, he had all his stuff shut down uh, and everything. And it's, uh, that's that's just not right. You know, that's not right. You had doctors coming out all across. Same thing. They were coming out on YouTube. What was YouTube doing? They said, we're going to stand with the WHO. Well, the WHO is illegitimate. Mm-hmm. So you can't take anything they say. They're an arm of the U.N. run by Bill Gates and the CCP. So you can't take any of that at face value. So what happens after that? That was falling apart. People were starting to push back on it, said, you know what, we'll just go out and we'll join those protests at the statehouse. So they unleashed the mobs, the riots in the streets start. How did that start? Well, you can say George Floyd. But see, they needed something. They needed something. They were just sitting there laying in wait like a predator in the grass. They were just laying there or like an alligator under the water, right? Hanging out at the shoreline. All they needed was one thing. One thing that was absolute, that had to be concrete, that was undeniable and had to be shown to the world. Enter George Floyd. Poor man shouldn't have happened to anybody like that. No, Nobody, no one deserves that, right? We're, we're going to have that conversation again and again and again, because we're all in agreements that that was wrong and that officer should pay the price for that. And so should the people that were there with him. So, That's justice. That's our justice system. That's how that works. So what happens? They then come out and they give cover to the mobs, the rioting, the looting, the burning, the smashing. They're out there in the streets with them. The same people, the same people that said, oh, well, we need to, you know, we need to social distance. You can't go to church. You can't run your business. You're going to kill people. And they're excusing all the others. Why? Why are they doing that? We're going to get into why they do that. We're not going to do it today. There's a reason behind that. There's a bigger reason behind it. But we are going to get into it and it's going to come very soon. It's probably within the next week or so. We're going to try and do that maybe sooner, depending on how crazy things get. But now what's happening? That's falling apart. This nightmare that they've created out in Seattle what they're doing up in places like Minneapolis, what they're doing in places like L.A., what they're doing in places like New York, cutting the police, vilifying the police, stuff down in Atlanta. What's going on down there? Things in Chicago are out of control. So now they look really stupid in the midst of all this. So what are they going to do now? Now they're going to jump back to covid. So covid riots back to covid. They're going to start conjuring all this stuff up again. And so the key here, as I said yesterday, the key here is simply to ignore this. Ignore this. You cannot believe the media any longer. I was speaking to GP on the phone earlier and he's telling me he's got people that he talks to on a daily basis and they don't, be- they don't know what to believe anymore. They don't know what to believe. Mm-hmm. They can't believe anything. So they just shut down. They completely shut down. Well, see, that's not the way to be either. You need to be Okay, the most important thing in all this, and this is why I went over this stuff yesterday about, about socialism and, and the terms and things like that, because you think, all right, what, what can we do about that? A knowledgeable public will push back on this. Why? Because you are able to differentiate for yourself what's real and what's not. If you can see through what's being shown to you from once credible sources that are no longer credible, then you know what the agenda is. And you, as the individual, you can push back on that because you can say, you know what? I don't care what these people have to say. I don't give a damn. This COVID stuff, I don't give a damn what these people have to say. You know why? Because I got a life to live. I got a life to live. I got things to do. I got stuff to work on. I don't have time for this. They're they're little BS games, their little agenda and their little whatever it is they're doing, right? That's kid stuff. That's where they're at. That's the level they're on. You know, CNN the other day they had a thing about the protesters. Bruce, they, they, I don't know if you saw this or not. CNN, Chris Cuomo and a couple. They went to they went to two experts. Right, one was Elmo, the other one was Grover of Sesame Street. They were talking about the protesters. I swear to uh, you on CNN, I could not believe what I was saying. I couldn't believe what I was saying. Wow. They had to see if you can pull that up. It's it's just you couldn't make it up. You could make up. This is the level that the mainstream media thinks that you're at. They think you're that stupid. They think you have the mentality of a three year old like one of those idiots out there in the streets of Seattle. That's what they think about you. That's what they think about me. They think that you can't think for yourself. I know better than that. I think people can think for themselves. I believe in people. They don't. And so the way out of this is to simply ignore this game that they're playing because the agenda here is is to do this. They apply pressure in the initial stages of COVID. They apply pressure and then they release when there's a pushback. So then they turn around and they apply pressure from another direction, hence the riots, the looting, the burning, the Black Lives Matter movements, the Antifa moves. That's another form of pressure. People are now seeing through that. So they'll release that pressure. Now they'll go back and reapply to COVID. And so eventually it's a contraction and a restraint. And then it's a contraction and a restraint. And eventually their their goal is for civilization to just fall over and clonk out. That's their hope in all this. And so they need to, there's a, there's a process that they're following. We can't get into it today, uh, but we will in the future. But th- this is their agenda right now. This is the game that they're playing. And so it's imperative for people to get educated and understand, to be able to see through this and to get on with your life. We've got other things to do right? We want to go to work. We want to live. We we don't have time for this nonsense. There's a 100,000 things out there that can kill you every day, whether it's a car accident. You know, I could walk. God forbid. I could walk out in the street and get hit by a bus tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I live like I'm not going to live, if that makes any sense. That doesn't mean I don't do things without thinking. That means that I live as best I can, as much as I can. And I live to be the best person that I can be as best I know how because I might not be here tomorrow. That's where I'm at on it. So I don't have time for this stuff. I, I don't want to listen to these people. I don't even want to look at these people. These people are disgusting. They're disgusting. And so yeah, live live like you might die tomorrow. Exactly. But that, again, that doesn't mean, you know, don't do things without thinking. <laughs> That's not what that means. Right. right. But right. live your life to the fullest. And like I said, tomorrow we will get into some of that. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow about what we'll, we'll get into self-motivation tomorrow. So, I mean, I, I think all that stuff plays a part in it. But Anyway, your thoughts on on any of the COVID stuff before we jump to something else? Honestly, I'm done with it. Uh, I'm in the same boat. The
1: narrative, they kept pushing, oh, you just want to kill grandma and all that stuff because you're not wearing a mask and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, now the stigma is, I don't know if the the damage is done and it's irreparable. Like, I don't know if people are are willing to listen to to the facts and the numbers and the statistics and all that, or if they're just going to go, they're going to be a good populace and, um, you know follow what they're told. I, I don't know. But I, I did find uh, uh, what you were talking about with uh, Sesame Street. And uh, I, I got a quick quote for you here from from the show. Uh, let's see if I have it here. Racism is when people treat other people unfairly because of the way they look or the color of their skin. Not all streets are like Sesame Street. On Sesame Street, we all love and respect one another. Across the country, people of color, especially in the black community, are being treated unfairly because of how they look, their culture, their culture, race, and who they are. Uh huh. That's what your kids are being taught, by the way.
0: They are. And you know, the thing is, is those of us that are out here, right? We live the way that Dr. King stated. We live that. We truly do live that. We live judging people based on the content of their character. I've always done that. I've always done that. I don't care what someone looks like. I don't care where someone's from. I don't care what language they speak. I treat them with respect and dignity, and I expect the same from them. That's just the default setting. And so to be constantly bombarded and berated by this 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 scum in TV and told that that I'm bad inherently, these people are the very definition of racism. They're the ones that push it. They're the ones that bring it up. There are those of us that see past it and accept people for who they are. And so I'm tired of listening to them. And I know you are, too. Mm -hmm. All right. What else we got? Uh, yes. Okay. So let yeah. Let's go to Albuquerque. So what's what's going on down in Albuquerque? I understand someone got shot down there because they tried to go after a statue. What what happened? So
1: protesters had put a uh, chain around a. I'm just going to say a, a Spanish conquistador because I I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly. Uh, and they were they were chanting tear it down. And I don't believe they were able to pull it down before someone fired four shots it says, um, you know, most people instinctively turned around to view the noise. People were videoing, a few screamed, and then a group of, quote, militiamen sporting military-like garb. So they were tactical and carrying semi-automatic weapons. And they were, you know, kind of surrounding the, the, the guy that shot. And, you know, they were basically protecting the statue and, and keeping protesters from doing this. And, you know, we, we kind of talked about this and, and said, it's not going to it's not gonna be long and you're going to see this happen. You're, you're going to see people, citizens, take up arms and protect them. Of course, these people that were uh, tearing down the statue were crying about the unregulated militia presence and the shooting and blah, 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 which... When uh-huh. you read the the Second Amendment, by the way, it says a well-regulated militia. And when you go into the English of that, Right from the the 1700s, well regulated meant as in open, have good access to or or well equipped. It, it meant good equipped or you know. So they were they were supposed to be well armed and and equal to the military. So that's the original spirit of it. And now obviously they've they've twisted it and said, oh no, it needs to be well regulated as in choked
0: you know i think it was a matter of time before something like this happened and to be honest with you i f- i think you're you're going to start to see more of it now i don't necessarily know how far it's going to go. But um, to this particular thing, do, do you know the, the the group that's out there called the Proud Boys? You've heard of them? Yes. We talked about them, I think, a yeah. uh, couple of times. Okay. They're yeah, on we'll their way to them. Seattle right now. Now, I don't know what they're going to they, do. They started making national headlines back during Portland a couple of years ago. You remember that? Mm-hmm. hmm Okay. I do. So, They're headed to, this is what I saw last night, they're headed to Seattle right now, and they're going to have a rally up there on the 18th. So in two days, they're going to be doing this. And they say, in their own words, they're going to clean up Seattle and take it back. So we'll see. I I don't know. I I don't know if this is an actual thing. Is it? Like, are these legit guys or do you think that they are... Uh, Just a couple of ragtags they stuck out there because, let me ask, uh, and the reason I say that is this, is because they need the conflict the left does yeah. the, the far left they need the conflict and they're not getting it so i wouldn't put it past them at this point to put plants out there to try and start it and make it national that's what i'm trying to say here
1: yeah i'm honestly i don't know and it's it's difficult to say with the information given just on the surface i honestly i don't know he there's nothing on there no markings or anything that's really like they don't have any identifiers to say well they're a part of this group or that group they don't look honestly it looks like a bunch of random guys because the tactical gear they're wearing is not uniform so it's not like it's an organization so I, I I don't really know in this case the one guy that does have the tactical gear on it looks like it's from Vietnam era I mean it looks
0: it looks old yeah so yeah I do see that there uh <laughs> Those, uh, those BDUs that guy's wearing, that's from, uh, that's from about 10 years ago. I don't think there are those tiger. No, is that digital or those tiger stripes? That's digital, isn't it? Yeah, it looks digital. Yeah. That's from quite some time ago. So they switched to tiger stripe, Mm -hmm. I think around, what, 10 years ago. Do you think they were in the right to stand up like that when the police won't do it? If the police won't protect the historical statues, if they're, if they're told to stand down by the mayors and the citizens take it upon themselves are we there? Are we at that point? That's that's I guess that's kind of the question I'm trying to trying to allude to here.
1: I mean, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm at I'm a not blaming the, the police saying no.
0: I'm not blaming the police right. either, because right. they're just doing what they're told by the collaborators, will say. Yeah. And the, the collaborators in the administration offices and in the mayor's offices and the governor's offices. So right. if it's not the police and if it's not the National Guard, then it's going to have to be we the people, isn't it? Yeah, Th- that's kind of where I'm, I'm at. I, I can't, I can't fault the guys for doing this.
1: Like they didn't yeah. kill anyone, they did injure him. But it, it's a tough one to say because mm-hmm. technically he was in the right, but now he's he's going to jail. Uh, of course, he is. With of course um, yes aggravated assault i expect that to get more more crazy could have been a message yeah it could have been that
0: too yeah so
1: i mean they could they could have done this and are gonna hit him as hard as they can with stuff
0: and yeah. you know which they do the, need somebody to do that law-abiding yeah they, they right. do need somebody to do that too see they'll take that they'll take that character the, the courts will do this they'll take that character especially if it's trying to send a message like you just said they'll build that person mm-hmm. up And then they'll make an example out of them. And then that will send a message to the others. So you basically, you build up a straw man, you tear them down. And then, yeah, that's what they use. See, the problem is, is this. All these people that are out there tearing down our history. Okay, that's an assault. That's an assault. I'm sorry, that's an assault. You're assaulting national pride. Now, I know that that's your goal. You're assaulting moralization. I know that that's their goal, too. Mm -hmm. So what have we, the people, if we turn around and we stand, so much as stand up or even pipe up about how we want to preserve our history, then we're the bad guys. See how that works? Yeah.
1: And the other thing uh, to point out is one of the guys was assaulted by one of the uh, quote unquote protesters that were there and they smacked him with their skateboard. Oh, by the way, Antifa. Uh, but anyway, they smacked him with their skateboard. Are they going to get charged with assault? No, they're not. They're they, it they're, they're gonna get to go free no they never do
0: okay so let's jump up to the Supreme Court of the United States they say now in their latest ruling they say that gay transgender workers are protected by law so what exactly what what exactly does this does this mean because they're saying now they ruled uh, Monday that a landmark civil rights law that protects gays lesbian transgender people from discrimination in employment uh, a resounding victory for LGBT rights from a conservative court I didn't think that this was a problem to begin with. So I, I mean, I, I don't understand here. What? So wh- why is this such a big deal?
1: This is going to be a big deal for private, private business owners. So as it stands, right, we kind of had this I don't know, you know, if you're a business owner, you know, you remember the no shirt, no shoes, no service kind of a thing, you know, and that that essentially as a private business owner, you could more or less decide who you hire, who you fire, who you do business with, who you don't do business with. And it was more or less the customers that decided whether or not they liked your policies, right? Well, now with this law, your rights as a private business owner are being slowly chipped away, And this is another one of those. If, for example, you have a a woman that comes in or even a man, you know, that that works for your, let's say, host or something. You have a restaurant, right? They're the host. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, a good worker. They show up on time. They, you know, they, they do a fair day's work and, you know. But then they come in one day and they're wearing a dress and they want you to call them a female name now. And very clearly it's a dude. Five o'clock shadow, you know, and we're supposed to be accepting of that now as a society and as a business, you can no longer fire them if they do that. If your image, let's say you're a, a family owned Christian run restaurant, right? And that's kind of your theme. And now you have a dude that's dressing as a woman, OK, and claiming to be a woman now, now under this this ruling for the Civil Rights Act, you can no longer fire him. So businesses that that target specific groups as they're, you know, for example, uh, I use this off-air Hooters, right? They have a specific type of employees, right? That's who they hire. Now under this law, technically they can't exist anymore. And I'll be curious to see how this, uh, this goes forward, you know, what they're going to do. Because let's say you're a dude and you want to work at Hooters, right? You could sue them now under this. And technically you have a legal precedent now. Okay. So I, I, I honestly, I, I don't know what's going to happen with well, this.
0: Well, here, here's, here's where I stand on this. Okay. For, first of all, the, the Supreme Court, right? They don't have any right to rule on this, right? That, that's the first thing. That's That's where I'm at on this. They don't have a right to rule on this the same way they don't have a right to rule when it comes to gay marriage. It's a state issue as far as I'm concerned. That's something that needs to be done at the state level, not at the federal level. They don't have any Legal right to rule on this. the Supreme Court of the United States is there to safeguard the Constitution of the United States. It mm-hmm. has no other purpose. It has no other purpose. so this this kind of ruling, I mean, it's the same thing when they ruled on LGBT community members getting married. They didn't have any right yeah. to do that. I don't have any issues with that as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if that's how someone wants to live their life, that's their business. That's their business. Right. That's not for me to tell them otherwise. So if someone mm-hmm. wants to live that way, fine, man, have at it. Whatever. But the Supreme Court had no right to make that ruling. Just like they have no right to do this. On well, this particular case, this is not an issue about, you know, civil rights and, and equality. It's down to the business to make that choice. I've always said this. Yeah. And this is my stance on on businesses when it comes to this. And I've hired I've hired thousands of people in in my lifetime. I've hired thousands of people. And I will tell you that I've hired all races, all nationalities, all genders, right? I've hired all of them. And to be honest with you, when it comes to that, me, with my person, with my character, I don't care. I do not care. I'm one of these people that, and, and people will come out and call you a hate monger and all that stuff. But if you say you don't care, because I really don't, you know, I re- I really don't care. I care about someone's character. I care about their qualifications. I care about whether or not they can do that job. That's what I care about. I want the best qualified person to be able to do that particular role, to be able to fill that particular role. That's what I want. I don't care if they are. I-, I don't care what color they are. I don't care what language they speak. I don't care where they're from. I, I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care what gender they are, whatever. But that's how It should be. It should be left up to the business. It should not be a Supreme Court issue. The free market will sort out the rest of it. Correct?
1: Yeah. And honestly, from the left's point of view, that's not good enough anymore. That's not good enough for you to be tolerable. Now you have to be all in, all for it and shouting it from the rooftops at your support.
0: But see, even that's not good enough. Even that's not good enough. No, that's true. Nothing is ever enough. Nothing. Nothing's ever enough. If I say I don't care, well, why don't you care? Well, it's, mm-hmm. it's because it's simply because I don't care. It's because I'll tell you why. Because I am the tolerant one. I am the all accepting one. I am the one about equality. They're not. We went over the terms yesterday about how they manipulate terms equality. I specifically mentioned equality. That's one thing that they use. So the fact is, is that they're using our tolerance, our way of thinking, our acceptance, our equality and they're twisting it to their own advantage in this sense. So, again, the Supreme Court, again, they've made a ruling on something they had no right to make a ruling on. Same thing with with the marriage deal. That's a state issue when it comes to that, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, marriage personally,
1: I would rather the government not be involved at all. I agree. But they have to have it because taxes and all that kind of stuff. So that's Correct. that's how they 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 do that. Uh, honestly, again, this is not a this is not a government issue. Okay, the Civil Rights Act about you know, uh, God, I, I, I even even the Civil Rights Act is is uh, as far as labor laws are concerned, we're past that now. Now we're at the point where we hire based on your ability, right? If you're capable of doing the job, we don't care. That's typically the the the, the view of society right now. And you know what? If we have someone that's a racist, yeah, you know, usually they get called out and shunned by society. We don't need the government coming in and telling us what we can and can't do, what you who you can and can't hire. If if there is a black run business, okay, and they only want to hire black people, I really don't care. However, under this uh, because of the Civil Rights Act, which you know they're not gonna they're not gonna do it this way, that company should not be able to do that. They should not be allowed to have an only black staff because if you're going to do this whole civil rights thing, then the people you have to hire. Should be based upon the national average, right? So that means you're going to be hiring mostly white, with some Asians and Hispanics and Black and whatever Native American. I mean, you've got to hit all of it, right? This is how we have equality, right? This is what they're preaching, but no, no, it's a double standard.
0: It's never going to be enough. Doesn't matter what you do, Bruce. Why are you a hater, Bruce? Why are you why are you such a racist, Bruce? (laughs) It's never going to be enough. Doesn't matter. So you could. You could actually, you could pass a law saying that that's even more extreme than you know anything we've ever seen. You could take the Civil Rights Act. Uh, let me put it this way: you could pass, you you could have them come up with another uh, another form of uh, civil rights, which essentially that's kind of what the Green New Deal is, right? So yeah, they could come out with something like that, and it doesn't matter. Even the Green New Deal, as extreme as that is, it's never going to be enough. They'll always take more. There will never be enough. So. There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing you can say until you actually have uh, pushback. But I would like to see how they actually voted, to be fair, because three voted against it. And I bet you I know who those three are. But um, yeah, it's now uh, again, like I said, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I I just I don't care. I'm tired of being beaten over the head with this stuff saying, oh, well, you don't care. You don't care. I don't care. I, I really don't. You know, I have more things. To, I have better things to do than to worry about this kind of stuff. Society will fix this. Society will sort this stuff Would out. Like- the free market will sort that out. Go ahead. Would you like the three? Go ahead. Kavanaugh. Uh huh. Alito and okay. uh, Thomas. Clarence Thomas. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day that they call him racist. That that's going to be funny, uh, or have I know, they already, right? and I just missed it. So yeah, Clarence Thomas is my man. All right? That like that that guy. He is my favorite. Supreme Court justice. I, it was Scalia, but mm-hmm. um, of course, well, we know what happened to Scalia. But right. it's uh, it's Clarence Thomas, man. He's he is. I love that guy. I, I love the stuff that he talks about. He's. <laughs> see, I remember the Obamacare thing when they when they brought it up and they said uh. there's some somebody up there arguing it and, and basically the Thomas stands up and he says, "Listen here, kid, you're full of hot air. Get out of here." <laughs> so yeah, you know, it's just I I, I love. I love Clarence Thomas. He's awesome. But what else we got? Wait, let's do one more. Uh, let me see. Trump wants to spend another trillion dollars for infrastructure to spur the economy. We're going to spend more money. Another trillion? Why not, right? Uh, what are we, 20? 20, uh, we 26 now? 26? Uh, Yep, yeah, 26. Twenty-six trillion dollars. Well, what's another trillion, right? So it says the Trump administration is preparing to spend nearly a trillion dollars in infrastructure as a proposal as part of the push to spur the world's largest economy back to life, according to the people with familiar with the plan. You know, we need an infrastructure bill. I won't disagree with that. And I agree that it's got to be at least a trillion, at least, because we got real infrastructure problems. And the states can't do it. The states are broke. So do we turn around and and do it with, uh, with the federal government. I mean, like I said, we're 26 trillion. Why not? If we're going to go in the hole, then, you know, go big, right? This also is going to include, let me see, this is going to be, this was put together by department of transportation, which man, I drove on an interstate. I drove on interstate 77 the last time I was in the States, uh, last year. And I tell you what, I felt like I was riding a horse. I went 50 miles down the road. I felt like I was riding a horse. It was that bad. Uh, it was, it was pretty sad. But uh, it says preliminary vision prep by the Department of Transportation would reserve the most of the or would reserve most of the money for traditional infrastructure work like roads and bridges. But would also set aside funds for a 5G wireless infrastructure and rural broadband, they said, this is going to include a 5G infrastructure. I'm betting it's not going to be Huawei. So are we going to do it ourselves? I don't
1: know. I mean, we have our own 5G stuff already. Like there, there are hotspots already. Uh, for five g here in the US.
0: yes in the cities kind of kind of like what it was with the right. um the initial digital network we saw about uh, about twenty years ago so it was just in the cities right. along major highways and and things like that so that's probably how they'll implement it that or implement that but rural broadband we talked about that with elon Musk with starlink right that that might solve that problem yeah
1: yeah that yeah absolutely that that would solve that problem uh here's the thing if we're gonna do these infrastructure, stimulus stuff, there needs to be a stipulation in there uh, that basically says, um, give them a timetable and basically say, you know, you've got, let's say three months or something or whatever, whatever amount of time you give them. Right. And if you go over that time for every day you go over, we cut, I don't know, 10% of what you're going to get paid. And just start cutting it. Because one of the things that these these companies are doing, contractors are doing, you drag it out, right? Instead of getting it done. And, you know, we've seen stuff in like the Asian, I think what was it, Japan, when they had like a mudslide take out a bridge. And within a week they had, uh, on a major highway, within a week they had not only diverted so that they could work on the bridge, but they had the bridge rebuilt and constructed and traffic traveling back on the road again within a week. That's incredible. Why, why Why can't we do that on our highways? Why does it have to take nearly a year just to do a small section of road? And so, no, they're, they're, they're dragging it out to get more money out of the government and there needs to be timetables set in place. And either you can do it in this amount of time or you get no money at all. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the whole, the whole system we have now. And if they're going to do this, you know, go for it, but put stipulations in, make sure it's done right and done right. timely.
0: Right. You know, the uh, the goal, you, since you bring up the infrastructure, and you're talking about bridges, the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, that was built in three years. I'm
1: not sure if I'm supposed to be amazed or what the hell, why did it take so long? You know,
0: <laughs> why did it take so long? <laughs> why did it take so long? Yeah. You tell me, you tell me that we could do that same structure. I mean, it's an iconic structure known around the world. Tell me that we could do that same structure in the same amount of time with the same amount of money, now with all these regulations and all these restrictions and everything else. Imagine trying to do something like that again. Wouldn't happen. Wouldn't happen. It would get dragged out. There'd be I mean, we've been working on some of these same infrastructure programs for for a decade or more. And so Mm -hmm. none of this is practical. None of this is logical to, to do any of this stuff. Just do it. I hate the fact that we turn around and we stretch this out. Like you said, we don't have time for this. Our bridges in the U.S. are literally falling down. They're literally falling down. You know, I drove across bridges with holes in it. Last time I was in the States, had holes in it. I was afraid to go back across it. I went 15 miles down the road to go across a bridge that I knew was constructed in the last 15 years because I trusted that one more. So anyway, uh, they are going to uh, let me see. They say that they're going to uh, schedule a discussion for rural broadband access on Thursday. So, two days from now. Uh, An existing U.S. infrastructure funding law is up for renewal by September 30th. So I'm assuming our infrastructure bill is already a trillion as it is now. I'm guessing they want to add another trillion to it. So and the Green New Deal called for a trillion to be pumped into the infrastructure anyway. So what's the problem here? I can't imagine any pushback from the other side.
1: Right. Well, orange man bad so oh yeah the trump's proposing good. it
0: so yeah we we can't have that uh, yeah, they asked yeah. okay yeah, so, uh-huh. house democrats have offered their own 500 billion dollar proposal to renew infrastructure funding over the next five years yeah that ain't gonna cut it uh it's unclear how uh it's unclear how long the administration's draft would authorize spending or how it would be or how it would pay for the programs well you're just gonna have to wait i suppose but anyway um yeah, look, you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to do something because the the infrastructure, definitely a problem. It's got to be addressed. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. Infrastructure is a mess. It's an absolute mess.
1: Is this specifically for just wireless like or, or no, uh, you know, no. broadband or Internet Part or of it, is this including
0: roads as well? This is roads, bridges. 5G infrastructure and rural broadband. They're going to sit down and discuss the stipulations on what the administration wants to do with rural broadband on Thursday. You know,
1: I don't really like the idea of the government running the internet stuff at the same time. You know, they regulated it enough. I kind of don't want them to be doing that. I don't know. It's just.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Public utility, though, right?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I don't. I, I would rather the government not have the internet as a public utility because <laughs> that means they can access it. They they have a lot more control and access to it in that sense.
0: Well, if it's done in conjunction with, say, like a, a company like what Musk is doing with Starlink, I mean, if they work with them to to kind of ease up the um, the regulation, shall we say, and allow them to go in and, and provide that. So if if he puts in, say, like a relay station, like you were talking about, and use mm-hmm. that to to trunk that line back on or the trunk, truncate that line using the Starlink system, well, there's your broadband access in the rural area, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, that would be the, yeah. If the, and not not necessarily subsidize it, that's, that's not what I mean, but essentially you're just opening up the marketplace to say, okay, well, we're going to make it easier for this company to come in, which Musk's company right now, he's the only one taking the initiative on this the the starlink system the the internet yeah. or yeah the internet from the satellite system he's the only one taking the initiative on that so right now there is no other competitor if the telecom companies like T-Mobile Sprint or that's one in the same now T-Mobile AT&T uh, who's the uh, Verizon these companies if they can't do something to compete if they don't want to spend the money which God only knows what they're doing with all that money because look at the phone bills over there look at the TV bills over there what are you people doing with all that cash right you know, well, what, what? It to, like Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and yeah, giving it, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Giving it all the way to those organizations. Yeah, sure. But mm-hmm. you're making billions of dollars. What's the problem? You, you say, oh, well, it costs too much money to run a line out there. You're charging people $350 a month for broadband internet access. <laughs> yeah. So if you want the competition, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with those, those big companies like that anyway, because they have a monopoly on things. But if you've got that as a possible competitor, then run the lines, run the lines, go out there, be competitive. But if you run, if you run the lines out there, see, this is the other issue. If they run the lines out there, then they'll become a sole provider, which we've got that problem in some areas around there. Now I think you're on a sole provider. Yeah. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So you get a sole provider in one place, which is one provider. If you get one provider in a rural area, they will dominate the entire marketplace and they will charge whatever they want. I yeah. know somebody that was paying just for Internet, not television, not a telephone, just Internet in the US. They started the, the plan was thirty nine ninety nine a month. OK, just for the Internet. Now, all of a sudden here we are seven, eight years later, that same person is now paying eighty dollars a month they keep ratcheting that bill up little by little, little by little. That should not be allowed. That right there has to be curtailed. If you're going to be the sole provider, you should not be able to do that. But these companies, if they're not going to provide access to rural areas, then it's Musk's game to lose, right? If that's the case.
1: The thing, he does have competition, so to speak. But the catch with the the competition is their systems are old. Like they're using a technology that's they're not advancing it right? They're using the geosynchronous satellites. They aren't launching any new technologies, new satellites or any of those kind of things. So at this point, yeah, Musk is coming in with new innovation, uh, new ideas, and this could put the hurt on uh, people like, uh, uh, let's see, DirecTV, HughesNet, to name a couple that are satellite providers. Um, Mm -hmm. Then you have other more local um, companies that do like uh, wireless broadband. Those guys you know, it'll be a competition for them, too. And, you know, for them to step up the game. And I don't know. I mean, personally, I think this is great for the market for, you know, as you were saying, not having a monopoly and screwing people over. This will definitely help, I think.
0: Yeah, sure will. OK, wonderful to sit down and actually have a, uh, a step back, just talk about some stuff that's going on in the news. I mean, even though it's, well, you know, we're going with, we're going for COVID round two here, right? So yeah, I expect that to be uh, a topic of conversation. I expect them to ratchet that up a little bit. I mean, you're, you can see it now, right? They're talking about mm-hmm. borders are staying closed for another month. Uh, airlines are, are having to to do certain things now because now they're starting to go, well, no, we can't have that, right? We can't have airlines back in the air. Beijing shutting schools down. Oh, flushing toilets spreads coronavirus. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So anyway, yeah, that's where we're at, I guess. Anyway. Okay. So thank you to all the listeners. Please, I will mention it again. Please do give us a follow on Parler if you have not already and you're interested in following us. I'm at Anderson 3 and you can also follow Marty at Marty Foster. I'm ready for tomorrow. As soon as we finish here, I'm going to start getting ready for tomorrow. So tomorrow's going to be interesting. Tomorrow we're going to talk about self-motivation. We're going to revisit it. We talked about it once before, we're going to revisit it because now's a great time to do it. So be sure to tune in tomorrow for self-motivation. Thanks for your time today, Bruce. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world, we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible. We love you and we love freedom and independence and together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas so we'll see all of you tomorrow